Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to a brand new show that we are doing here at Outset called The Bigger Picture. Uh, this is uh, Caleb Franz and Stephen Perkins is joining me. Hello, everybody. Uh, for this program. We're very excited to be bringing this to you, and uh, we have a lot in store for you uh, later on throughout uh, throughout this fall season. Uh, first of all, we want to really lay out what it is that we're planning to do for this show and what it is that um, really why we're trying to do this show and why we think this show is going to be important because this is really unlike anything else that we have done on Outset before in general, just entirely. Um, and all of our other podcasts have been uh, a lot of commentary, a lot of interviews, a lot of panels. This show will be unique in that we will be telling stories that is very unique to the American experience, to the American ideas that make us truly exceptional, to the ideas of liberty, um, in a way that will connect with people. Because I, what something that I've done on my show on Mill Liberty um, has, uh, we've been going a little bit more into the history side of, of things because I believe that stories do connect with people. And, and whenever you make history relative, um, it is powerful and it is eye opening. We are planning on doing something similar, except. It will be much more expansive than um, what I've been doing on my show uh, because it will be entirely story-based. And Stephen, um, there's obviously a lot that we're going to be getting into if you want to you know, cover some of the, some of the topics and some of the ideas that we have for, for the future season ahead of us. Yeah, so we have stories that range from uh, pre-founding of America— to contemporary stories that happened, you know, in, in the 20th century and certainly that are uh, happening in the 21st century. And the idea is that these stories throughout history, you always hear, you always hear, you always hear the idea um, that history affects your present, right? And, and that if, if you don't learn about history, you're doomed to repeat it. Um, what we're kind of focusing on are these stories that even though they happened 200 years ago, 100 years ago, whenever they happen, they still have effects that reach into our current uh, time. And they still have lessons that we can learn, both lessons about the good things that happen and lessons about bad things that happen. Um, we have stories that range from, I think you could argue, positive stories, challenging stories to our country, um, and even some stories that kind of have an effect outside of our country and uh, and more along the lines of the values that we have as a country, but certainly values that span the whole world. And so um, looking at the different episodes we have lined up, I'm really excited to tell these stories, some of which haven't been told and some of which haven't been told from a certain angle or with a certain perspective. And so I think that's what's going to make this so powerful is uh, really being a source where people can see a different side of history or even experience history they've never experienced before. I think that's a really good point too, because we're not going to be providing stories from a, 
from a very specific or skewed uh, viewpoint. We will be telling stories um, that reflects much darker era in our history and stories that will be reflecting um, the best in our humanity and the best in, in our potential. And that is because we have to understand both sides because not only America, but, but the human experience and the human experiment is not all good, obviously, but it's not all bad either. And oftentimes, when we get into these political, uh, when we get into these political debates and 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 struggles, we often see it as one side or the other, and it really isn't. M- much of uh, our experiences throughout human history have been um, a lot of in between, or a, a lot of a, a mixed bag of sorts. What we are going to be trying to do is give it from the angle of a very particular set of principles that we believe here at Outset and that we believe can move humanity forward um, for the betterment to make people more free, to make people more um, cooperative, to make people tolerate one another a little bit better, and, and to make people understand where they're coming from. Um, something that we're going to be doing to start this out, however, is going to be uh, a little bit of an inward reflection. And, and Stephen has that, if, if you want to go ahead and, and let, us, let us know a little bit more about that, Stephen. Yeah, I love what you're talking about of stories that uh, really can inspire us to be more constructive, to live more intentionally, um, to stories that promote freedom. Uh, and stories that that make us realize that we're all different in many ways, but we hold certain values dear, uh, which is the perfect segue into <laughs> really the history of this network that you're listening to this podcast on. Um, and, you know, we started back in the fall of 2014, but the idea for it, uh, the idea for it came about much earlier than that. And really the need for this network, the way that, that we have seen it since the very beginning has been uh, coming up probably the past, oh boy, probably ever since America was founded. I mean, really. Um, so I, I do want to share just that story of Outset. Um, and the, the interesting thing is that every story is a beginning, middle, and end. We don't really have an end, but like I was saying earlier, um, even stories of uh, throughout history don't necessarily have an end. Their effects are still felt today. And so this is the story of Outset. And Caleb, feel free to, to join in if you want to add anything. But this is <laughs> the way that I see it from my perspective. So back in 2014, really the summer, uh, it was a, the summer of 2014 was a time where I was experiencing a lot of um, personal reflection, um, honestly, uh, a little bit of pain. Um, I had spent the first part of that year at, uh, um, at a university, uh, or it was in university in 2014 that, that, uh, um, I went in as a radio TV major and always had an interest in politics ever since 2008, Caleb, you and I shared that, that same starting point for our interest there. Um, cause that was an incredible election 
and uh, up, but but I, I never was really involved in in politics or political media. Um, since then, I considered myself a, a, a teenage activist, even though I didn't do much activism, but nonetheless had very strong ideas. Up until that point, I was really focused on business and entrepreneurship, and um, actually was a, a young entrepreneurship writer for. Um, a young entrepreneurship blog, and I was the managing editor of that for a while. So really business was the alignment that I had. And then I kept seeing the politics in our country unfold. Uh, we had the election of President Obama in 2008. Um, and for the first time, I, I think some of the cracks in our system started to magnify. They were, they were always there in some regards. I mean, democracy... Um, and and just our country and the ideas that we have are by far better than anything else, but they're fragile uh, and they require an ongoing commitment and fight to keep those going. And so we really started seeing uh, with an increasing polarization of people becoming, it seemed, even more liberal and people becoming even more conservative. There didn't seem to be a middle ground. I started really thinking about uh, my own journey through politics and, and my own thoughts on it and really started observing how both sides were acting towards one another, towards each other, how they operated. Um, and it was around this time that I, I started reading more conservative media outlets. Uh, I won't name names. I can't even remember all the names. Um but there were a bunch of different websites that I would frequent that I would see pop up on social media that people would share. And they were some of them were specifically for young conservatives. Some were some of them were just conservative in general. But nonetheless, they were all pretty significant media outlets with with great readerships. And, and they were able to push the needle of the conservative, uh, a, the group of conservatives in the country at the time. And what I started to realize as I read the articles or listened to the podcast or watched the videos that they produced, there were three things that they were doing that did not sit well with me. The first is that they were negative. In, increasingly, it was this idea that the world was ending, that, uh, that President Obama would be the end of America. Um, and so that brings up the second challenge is they were overly sensational. I, I mean, you, you often had them um, with with very little uh, facts in the article making outlandish claims. So they were negative. Sometimes, I, I won't say fake news, but sometimes misleading, sensational. And they were focused on what, to me, seemed like short-term political gain. They... Uh, furthered this idea that if we just replace Obama with a Republican, things would be better. Our country would be back on track. Uh, the world would, would, everyone would start singing Kumbaya. Uh, that was the idea that they were selling. And it was all because of the liberals that we didn't have that opportunity. And so to me, that didn't offer a positive representation of the conservative message, especially to non-conservatives either moderates or people who lean left or people who were even far left, 
to me, if, if the idea was to convince someone that conservatism was right and the correct way of, of viewing the world and viewing politics, these websites, these media outlets were not doing that. The other challenge that I had is that they didn't produce content that was either productive nor was it informed, which is to say it didn't really have an intellectual backing behind it. Uh, they, 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 used very, they had a very limited focus whenever they were producing their opinions. And then the last thing is that they weren't focused on developing leaders within the conservative movement. And to me, what that meant was we were, we were mobilizing all these people to go out and be angry about the fact that there was a Democrat in the White House or the fact that the government was trying to take over health care, whatever the issue at the time was. Uh, we were mobilizing people to do that, but we weren't mobilizing people to advance a conservative message. Um, we weren't mobilizing people to understand the root of conservatism and, and where we even got these ideas of limited government, uh, limited involvement in the economy. You know, pick pick your conservative idea where we even got those from. And I, I started sharing this with a few people uh, at the time. Uh, some of them were college friends. Some with, some of them uh, were people who I just met through social media, and they ended up becoming actually our first couple of teammates. Um, one of the people who I, I had an initial conversation with, and I want to give him a shout out, Benji Backer, uh, was one of the first uh, kind of bigger uh, people within the, the young conservative movement that I talked to about this. And they all agreed that there was a need for uh, a conservative media outlet, specifically a young conservative media outlet, that would effectively communicate the values and beliefs that we hold as people who lean to the right. Um, also an outlet that would develop leaders, in other words, making them effective messengers, uh, as well as you know, people who could truly go out there and change the world for the better, not just change the world towards conservatism, but change the world for the better with conservative ideas. And so what we came up with was this idea that we're going to start a media network. And at the time, actually, it wasn't a media network like that. The, the language we use was, I'm going to start a website, dare I say a blog, and we're going to call it Outset Magazine. It's going to be a, a digital magazine um, and we're just going to have some young conservative writers give their thoughts on what was happening. And occasionally we'll do news and maybe we'll do a podcast, something like that. And so in the fall of 2014, uh, that was born. Um, I'll tell you the name outset. It took, oh gosh, we probably thought of names for, I had a group of college friends. One of them was a linguistics expert. So like someone who knew language and the nature of, of language in and out. The other was, uh, I'm trying to think exactly what his major was, but, but he was like, he, he was a big reader, uh, strong vocabulary. Um, and there were some other people, but, but we kind of did a focus group of all these different words. I can't even remember the, the, the ones that we came up with, but we thought of the word outset and, at the time, part of the reason we chose is because, hey, there's a domain available, outsetmagazine.com. <laughs> but we went on after after coming up with Outset, we went on to these other potential names. And I kept looking down at my page at Outset and, um, and the meaning that it had behind it. So 
outset means the beginning of something, or if you say that you know something happened at the outset, it means it happened at the beginning, right? So uh, the idea behind outset and the the symbolism that I loved was that we would be at the beginning of a new era in in media and conservatism and young conservatism and in po- politics. We would be at the beginning of that, um, and we would be advancing the ideas that this new era involves. And so we decided on Outset, outsetmagazine.com, bought the domain name, started building out the website. Uh, You know, at first we were largely going to focus on culture because of this idea that culture determines politics, right? It's all the politics is downstream from culture is what many people say. Um, and then the the shift happened that we would we would focus more heavily on politics, um, but certainly still have that culture component. And again, the idea was we want to change how people communicate their values and beliefs. Well, fast forward to today, we've grown from just being a blog and a very basic website to now being, I think, a really diverse and uh, and vibrant community and network of young emerging young conservative leaders. Um, and we started with maybe three or five people, and now we're at a team of, you know, we have dozens of, of writers. We have a, a staff, you know, we have, we, like, I'm editor-in-chief. We have a managing editor. Caleb, you're a director of podcast. Um, Danielle Butcher is is working on our development, our business development side. We're bringing in new people to coordinate with partnerships and social media and all this great stuff. And so the, the biggest result from this has been a success and growth. We've witnessed this growth and there have been hard times like we've we've lost some some great people either because uh, they had a, a change of direction in their course or, you know, they went to to some bigger publications um, that, that were able to offer them some things that we couldn't. But nonetheless, we still have always had this really great team of people who who have diverse set of opinions like we're not an echo chamber of of just agreeing with each other. Um, in fact, if people listening could see our Slack channel every once in a while, we get into some heated debates about uh, about <laughs> things. Um, and I don't just say we have great people because I'm the editor in chief and and all these people, you know, I consider them family. But I mean, truly, the 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 content that they're putting out there is different than what you see from other media outlets. And primarily, it's because we are more hopeful, we are more constructive, more positive. Um, solution oriented. These are the things that really make it up. Um, but we're purpose driven. Uh, if you go to to our website, uh, the the quote that we have on our about page, and I love this quote because it really surmises why we do what we do. And it's uh, a quote by Edmund Burke, and it says, "The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing." Um, now, uh, good men and, and good women on our team. Um, the, the whole idea is that we're not sitting by uh, letting challenges overtake our country, letting uh, letting bad things happen, as Burke would say. Um, we're being proactive about that. We're being pri- primarily the word active in uh, providing solutions against that. And ultimately, nowadays, we're a network. We believe in the ideas that make America exceptional. And there's a lot of ideas. And if you ask one of our contributors... Each of them probably have a different idea that they, in their mind, makes America exceptional. But we believe wholeheartedly in the ideas that make America exceptional. And at the end of the day, we envision a world where people are free 
and governments are limited. I think those go hand in hand. You can't have people experience true liberty and freedom without a government that uh, that gets out of their way and, and allows them to do that. Not allows them to do that, but but it, it, it protects their rights to do that. Let's put it that way. Uh, see, Caleb is <laughs> Caleb, Caleb is is about to burst at the seams there. But yeah, um, so we're a purpose driven organization, and the other thing that we're doing which I think is powerful is we're developing the next generation of conservative leaders. And we're doing that by helping people become better writers, better podcasters, better, uh, once we get into videos, videographers, but we're also, I like to think providing an education and a perspective that people who maybe are just getting started in politics um, and consider themselves conservatives, they come and they read or consume our content and they're able to do that, uh, and they're able to become stronger uh, in, in their beliefs. And we have really two different missions. The internal one among our team is that we develop the next generation of conservative leaders. Um, outwardly, what we do is, is we present solution-oriented commentary about the state of our country and the values that we believe in, the values that we believe in as conservatives, as Americans, um, and so those are that that's kind of it's amazing to me to see where we started and where we've now come to and how we're now able to to tell a story just like I just told the story of of how outset came to being. Now we're able to go out and tell these other stories that have happened throughout history. And so um, that that's the story that I have to tell on this episode. Caleb, do you have anything to add to that or any, any final A few things that, that uh, I, I really enjoy about that. One thing that that's, it's a really fascinating story because it mirrors in, in a lot of respects um, much of, of my personal ideological evolution throughout the years. And um, I, I think it's, it's really telling that I have, uh, I found outset when I did because I found out said about a year, not even a year really, after um, after it launched, and and Stephen, you you know you you came to me um, and asked if I would become part of the team, and I said yes, and I'm really happy you did because at while at the same time um, I was beginning to move very much in the same direction that you were moving and that Outset was moving. I think the timing of just the birth of Outset in general is impeccable because obviously we couldn't have known, we couldn't have possibly known that just two years after um, after it launched, we would face the kind of election and divisiveness that we faced in 2016. And it was really quite timely because while every it seemed like virtually every other publication, every other outlet, every other media outlet was going one way, they were going off the cliff of insanity and just throwing mud at one another without any clear direction as opposed to their personal motives. Outset was the one thing that that I saw, um, one of the very few things I should say, because there there were a few others. But um, one of the very few that I saw that not only stood their ground without going that direction, but actually walked it back a little bit in, in terms of tone and in terms of, um, of moderate uh, appeal. 
very strong in principle, but but uh, but you know, as as Stephen, as you have said in the past, you know, very strong in principle, but very moderate in our tone, and that's um, that's that's something that you couldn't have asked a better time to to create something as important as this was. Yeah, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We we uh, as as you know, as I know, we don't do this for money. <laughs> this this is not. <laughs> This is not some that that we're. I have said that we would be such a uh, six. We would be much more successful if we gave into sensationalism. If we gave into negativity, I mean, we would have not money pouring in, maybe, but we would have. There would be a market that would that would eat it up, and our growth has been a little slower than I think other publications uh, have been. But at the end of the day. We have a team who I feel like I can speak for them and say we have a team is proud of of the direction uh, and the tone that we that we use. Um, and we're, we're just we believe in doing it the right way. And we believe in upholding those principles, because at the end of the day, your your principles and your values that should direct your actions. Uh, mm-hmm. it, sh- it shouldn't be the other way around and it shouldn't be about personal gain. It, it should really be. Uh, about making your country better like we're if you want to get really simple down to the the just the very concentrate of what we do we're a group of young people who loves america we love the values that america um has put out into the world and we want to we want to uphold them we want to defend them we want to honor them um and so that's really what we're trying to do um, I will also say that while it has been a little bit slower than other publications and organizations have have taken because they have given in to that sensationalism the the populism if you will um the the slower route typically has a much stronger foundation than any one of those um publications or organizations might have because we're doing things the right way because we are not giving in to the things that we believe we're not giving in just for for clicks or for um, you know fast <laughs> fast paced uh, fast paced road uh, to fame. Uh, we're doing things the right way because we actually believe in something. And in the long run, while yes, it may take a little bit longer to get there, in the long run, that does build something that is quite formidable. I agree, and so I'm really excited that we're getting started on this show here. Um, so, Caleb, maybe maybe you could kind of give them a, a preview of how, how can they get connected with the show? How can they get connected with us and kind of wrap it up for them here? So uh, this show is, is going to be really interesting because, first of all, um, we're not going to have a, a set host. And there's a good reason for that. Um, the host is, or the the main spotlight that this show is going to to focus on is not the person telling the story, but the story itself. And while Stephen and I will be doing a majority of the shows in the beginning, um, shortly in the future, you'll be hearing from voices that will not be either of our voices. There will be um, other individuals within our network that will be telling these stories. But the the point of that is that. This isn't any one person's story. This isn't any one person's uh, defining moment. This is all of our story. We all own this. And 
that is what we want to to translate to you that when we all realize that that's when we can begin to move forward so as we move forward here um the the show the bigger picture will be debuting on september 8th that's a friday it'll be every friday on outset network um, and then for further updates, you will be able to, to uh, of course, go to the podcast page on Outset Network at OutsetMagazine.com. And then you will also be able uh, to follow myself or Stephen for any further updates on Twitter. Uh, we'll be putting those out. My Twitter handle is at Caleb Franz. Stephen's is Stephen underscore Perkins. Yep. Right. Just want to make sure that's with a PH, not a V, in case you didn't know. Absolutely. And, and of course, they can always follow at Outset Network on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of the social medias. Uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be promoting these episodes as well in there. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our programming um, for this week for well, for our intro episode. We hope that you really get a glimpse into what we're trying to do here at Outset with this show, but not only with this show, with with the network in general. And we have a few really great um, episodes coming up with this show in particular that we hope that you'll turn it, tune into and check out in the weeks to come. Absolutely. Caleb, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, to everyone listening, we're excited to, to go on this little journey of storytelling with you. So uh, until our first episode, take care. Take care.